0: Dear Dr. Sharice, my opportunity to take a lot of the questions that you all try to slip in my DMs and do something constructive. Dear Dr. Sharice, are y'all ready for this? this? The goal is for us to have honest, courageous conversations, pretty much with no topic off the table. table. Let's go. This week's listener question is one of my favorite things to talk about, actually. It was submitted by Becky N. from New Jersey. What's up, Jersey? I've recently met a lot of people from Jersey. It is one of my favorite places to visit, but let's be honest, I probably say that about everything. So Becky asks, as a psychology student, I was taught personality disorders are difficult to treat and require extensive therapy and a willingness to work towards it. What are your thoughts? Is there recovery or hope for a recovering type A personality? A fixer. She says, Yes, I'm asking for me. LOL. So, the first thing that I want you to understand is there is a difference between personality traits and personality disorders. We all have various personality traits that are developed as we grow up based on the parenting style that we were raised by our genetic temperament that we do get from parents or grandparents or the caregivers in our life environment. So there's genetic factors and non-genetic factors that kind of form together our personality. Your personality changes over time. There are some base and core things that are the same and that aren't going anywhere, But as a whole, we know that because let's think about how we've evolved over time. I was actually attending um, a homegoing service for someone recently, and it was a really special moment. And one of the things that I remember as different people in this person's life were talking about him is they mentioned, man, in his early years, he was very rigid and strict and very particular. But then if you got to know him a little bit more later in life, his personality, his temperament had changed and he was more compassionate than ever or displayed in a different way. So keep in mind, you're not the same person as you used to be and there is always ability for us to work on the personality traits that we know are not ideal or not helpful. If we then look at personality disorders, that's a whole different conversation. One that we wouldn't honestly want to have on a podcast because it's so complex, but to let you know the difference, because that's what I really want you to understand. Personality disorder is a cluster of personality traits that have almost become ingrained due to some biopsychosocial, biological, psychological, and social factors. And typically, some form of trauma or traumas it's kind of a break in a temperament pattern that creates a disordered or distorted way of thought and being based on factors that are genetic predisposition and often intergenerationally passed down through genetic encoding that they can't do anything about but that doesn't mean that they're not aware So back to type A personality, which is a trait. Let's talk about the four personality types because I think it's helpful to understand that you're not always type A and you might be saying to yourself, yes, yes, I am. But we all show different temperament types based on the environment, based on the situation, based on our level of anxiety and who we're around. So type A personality. And I am holding myself back because I really want to get so deeply into this, but I'll do that at the first of the year. Here are some characteristics of type A personality typically achievement oriented, very competitive, often fast paced, and impatient, especially when it comes to change. Now, we can listen to those and easily see how being type A may make a person very achievement based and productive but also that impatience or wanting everyone to be like them, that can cause a problem. Can you change it? That was the question that you asked. Hold that thought. Let me go through the other personality types. Then there's type B personality characteristics. So people that are typically associated with a type B personality show a little bit more flexibility, low stress level, relaxed attitude greater adaptability to change, more even-tempered nature, laid-back attitude, but also a tendency to procrastinate, patience, and creativity. We could stop right there, and you would be able to say to yourself more than likely, well, I do see some of myself in those type B aspects. And it's recognizing that the most important thing for you to be mindful of is we move in and out of various personality traits, but the one that shows up in our dominant moments is going to be the one that has the most muscle, the one that has the neural pathway that has been the most ingrained. So a lot of your personality traits are wired in over and over through your habits so even before i get to the next two personality traits let me say this if you can change your habits you can change your personality trait because your personality traits are attached to your habits it's a way of thinking it's a way of behaving it's a way of feeling that has been conditioned likely early in life and then as a result of being almost too strong in that area then you tend to find yourself in environments or commit to environments that reinforce that personality strength. And then your type B traits or your type C or type D traits, which I'm going to get to, might be underdeveloped. So we really want to think about how do we balance some of those traits and access all aspects. Type C personality So when you're kind of prone to type C personality characteristics, this is an individual who's going to be a little bit more passive. They often put the needs of others before their own and repress any negative emotions. So we often see that sometimes if someone is a people pleaser, for example, type C personality trait might be on the surface, but they're also high achievers and very goal oriented. So it's knowing that none of us are one size fits all. We're just often very aware of the part of us that we go, oh, I wish I could shift this. And the answer is you can. And then type D personality characteristics. So type D is a particular personality that we actually don't hear a lot about. Type D stands for distress, distress. So, when you are kind of over displaying or displaying this personality characteristic set, you're going to have feelings of worry, sadness, irritability, a pessimistic outlook, negative self talk. Type D temperaments often avoid social situations, have a lack of self confidence, a fear of rejection, appear gloomy, gloomily, gloomy, and express some hopelessness. Where do you see yourself? I know this question is for Becky, who's talking about being type A, but as we're having this discussion, where do you see yourself? And then also think about where do you see yourself shifting? Because sometimes again, those non-genetic factors such as environment and stressors play a significant role in what you're experiencing, and how your temperament may be set up. Now, the question that Becky wanted to know most is, is there help for me? I'm a fixer. Can I make it stop? If you are resonating with this question and you've seen yourself act in that type A dynamic, I want you to really spend some time uncovering When did you first notice that you were a fixer? How does that role play a part in your identity, in your, what I like to call survival habits? How do you feel if you're not fixing? Let me give you an example. This is off the top of my head. Let's say I grew up in a home where I was surrounded by a strong type A personality and maybe someone dealing with alcoholism. And the combination of both created this need for everything to be done extremely well because I'm trying to please the parent who I'm watching go a million miles per hour and overcompensate because that's what they've been taught. And then I'm also working to try to get the attention of the person who is fairly inebriated most of the time, or I'm trying to do things so well that that person doesn't get upset because I fear them. Well, if those are the personalities that are parenting me and I'm living in the house with that felt sense and that tension, then the goal will become, I have to be perfect, I have to get it right the first time, and I don't have time not to get it right quickly because this person could get upset, and this person could get upset in two completely different ways. But maybe the only time that they're ever happy with me or on the same page is when I achieve something, is when I do something well. So then, as just this natural byproduct, I learn that achievement creates the love and attention that I want. And for those few fleeting moments, everything seems good and I'm experiencing the love and the balance that I want. Well, if that's my situation, you best believe I'm going to learn how to achieve very well I'm also going to learn that keeping things fast paced, being competitive, being aggressive, and all of those things is my way of surviving because I'm not experiencing gentleness in that situation. Take another example where even though that may be the way that I've grown up and I recognize, wow, that was really harsh. And although I'm that way, I want something different for my daughter. So I give my daughter the opportunity to go, I love you no matter what you achieve or not. And I preach that message to her over and over and over again. So she has much more of a free spirit. She is loving and kind, and not that I'm not, but in a way that maybe I wasn't allowed to express. And why are those two examples important? Because a lot of times we believe that we can't change But if you are extending to someone that you love what you didn't get, that is another powerful instance of your ability to shift. If you can see it enough to know, I don't want this for the people that I love. I want my daughter, my son, my spouse to experience a different aspect. Then that lets you know It's possible for you to change because you have awareness and you have insight. So the piece that you want to work on in order to move this to a different place in your life is recognizing what conditions reduce the need for me to be type A and how can I become comfortable with I have value even when I'm not on top, even when I'm not achieving I can give myself permission not to always be working on something and really abandon that myth that a lot of type A personalities have that if you're not constantly thriving, you're not living, or if you don't do it perfectly, you failed because that simply is not true. Let's sip to that. So how can you utilize this information? Think about all of the different characteristics of personalities that I just mentioned. Maybe take some notes and jot down for yourself type A, type B, type C, type D. Where do you see yourself along that continuum and where do you want to see yourself? Then take that and consider environment, and individual relationships, meaning who are the people and where are the places that you see yourself operating in the personality temperament that you want to experience more because the more that you're in that environment and in those connections, then that's where you're going to balance out those neural pathways and then you're going to find that you're not always going in the same direction. The last piece would be what habits are reinforcing the personality traits that you're trying to lessen. So habits wire the fire. They're what creates the neural pathways. So if your habit is, I take on too much in achievement because I'm used to connecting that to my identity and my worth as a type, a personality trait, then in order to create some neuroplasticity, some change, a shift, I would encourage you to really work to pause before you consider fixing a situation before you consider agreeing to take on another responsibility and simply work on managing the initial distress of, I don't have to be everything for everyone. And when you work on it, let me know how it goes. It's been really neat to see how you all are taking these things talking to other people, sharing them with your children and your friends, and then coming back to let me know. You can check out in the show notes all the different ways for us to stay connected. And remember, if you love this content and this way of being, join me on Cadre every Wednesday at 7 a.m. EST. Cadre is an amazing wellness app, I'm on there live every Wednesday, and this is actually going to be the topic of my January 2024 content. I am going to go deep into personality traits, how they impact your health and your eating habits, and how they can inform the way that you are moving through the new year. But what I want you to really keep top of line is that knowledge is not power without application. I may have answered something for you. I may have given you an aha, but I always want you to leave this moment and think about what do I want to take from this moment and how can I apply it to my life. Until we meet again, cheers.